So earlier this week, just before Lent began, I was thinking ahead to Lent and thinking that this is going to be a difficult Lent for me. And it's going to be a difficult Lent because I've got rather comfortable in recent months. And Lent is the opposite of being comfortable. Lent's about going out into the desert. Now, when I type that into my computer, Lent's about going into the desert, uh, the autocorrects instantly changed into dessert. Um, that it seems to know my lifestyle so well that I must be thinking about dessert, not desert. And that's the problem, I'm saying. Um, for the last month or so, I've been reading lives of the saints, in particular our English Reformation martyrs. And I've been reading how so many of them endured horrible deaths, being hung, drawn in quarters. Reading about how many of them were tortured in the build-up to that. Racked for hours, if not days, to try and make them renounce the faith. But what I've noted in reading that is the life of fasting and self-denial that they led before that, that very obviously strengthened them and prepared them for that final end. But what about us? What about me? Well, it seems to me that our comfortable modern living prepares us for the reverse. Our comfortable modern living means that even the small bits of self-denial in Lent somehow seem too much. Our comfortable modern living means that even the small bits of difficulty that come with being a practicing Catholic somehow seem heroic when they're not. That we live in an era where we've, we've tried to make Christianity comfortable. And it's not supposed to be comfortable. To use that oft-quoted phrase of Pope Benedict, the world promises you comfort, but you are not made for comfort. You are made for greatness. And so we need Lent. So what are we to do in Lent? Well, the prayers that we have in Mass during Lent remind us again and again. Um, I was very struck Ash Wednesday, the opening prayer at Mass seemed to have all of the key words together in a single prayer. It spoke of a, a battle, a campaign of the weapons. That Lent is a spiritual battle. We're entering into a campaign of warfare. And what we're given are the three traditional weapons of this season, prayer, fasting and almsgiving. And I want to spend a minute reflecting on why we need each of those three in our lives. Because I remember when I was young, there was kind of a fad going about, part of this thing about trying to make everything comfortable, to say, well, I'm not going to give up something for Lent, I'm going to do something positive instead. Well, it's not either or, it should be both and. We have two commandments, to love God and love our neighbour. It's not love God or love your neighbour. The two things work together. And the three things of Lent also work together, build on each other. That they don't make sense as isolated units. And that holds even when our fasting is only, in a sense, the small fasting of giving something up for Lent. So prayer, 
We need to pray when we fast. Otherwise, we're likely to get grumpy and disagreeable. Otherwise, our fasting just becomes a matter of self-will and self-control rather than being the power of grace in me. But then in reverse, in this season especially, when I pray, I need to add fasting to it so that my prayer has power, my prayer has oomph. My spiritual sacrifice is offered with my prayer. And then the fruit of both of those, of prayer and fasting, should be almsgiving. That a changed heart, a more generous heart, is freer to give. That my self-denial, my giving things up for Lent, should free me from my unreasonable attachments to my pleasures. Free me to give me that freedom I need to love others. That freedom I need to think of others and not myself. That freedom I need to give. As we'll give in our Lenten collection, particularly at the end of Mass today. So the liturgy for the, of the church, um, to make this point I'm trying to say, quotes St. Peter Chrysologus to us, who says this. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, these three are one, and they give life to each other. Let no one try to separate them. They cannot be separated. If you do only one of them, or not all together, you have nothing. The final word on temptation. Our readings today spoke particularly of the the temptation themes that we heard in the first reading of our first parents, Adam and Eve, how they tempted and failed. Whereas in contrast, the Lord Jesus came to undo their failure. He came to go into the desert and face temptation, but face it and win. And if we unite ourselves to him, then we too can win the battle. But we've got to be willing to make that step to enter the battle, to take up the weapons of prayer, fasting and almsgiving. We've got to be bold enough to put aside that false, comfortable Christianity. We've got to face the desert, not just live for desert. As I started by saying, I think that for me at least, this is going to be a tough Lent. It's not going to be an easy battle. But it's a battle we don't fight alone. We join him in fighting it. And he has already won.